It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Friday! Yeah! Yes. Let's get it. We made it. We We're made here. it to Friday. By the way, you know, something we haven't followed up on that I just thought about. Yeah. Mikey told us the story, I think, two weeks ago about his noisy neighbor waking him up every morning. We've never oh, that's followed right. up on that. Fun fact, it literally has not happened since that morning. He watches. He may be a watch. And I still have not met him. I haven't had to knock so on the door yet. So you don't know he yet? No, I do. So I've seen him. Oh. And it's definitely a guy. Did you, did you say what's up? When you no, saw I saw him. I was watching TV, and he was on his balcony. Okay. So I saw him through the window. Yeah. I, I don't want to go out there. And um, he was with a friend. Do so. you think that you pounding on the wall sort of drove home the point that, okay? Well, I did it a couple times, and it still happened. But literally after the morning we discussed it, Done. It has not happened since. Good neighbor. So, th- he honestly got. He may watch. I think he watches it. He may watch. Can you imagine if he's sitting there eating his bagel and talking about this <laughs> guy's like, "Is that me? That's that's my neighbor. It, that's it, him. It it, it could it, be. It, it really could." Have seen you at that point? You, so as far as you know, he was no. I don't think he seen me, but he was with his friend on the balcony, and from my couch, you could see him. You could see out. So yeah. I saw him, and I was gonna. He was drinking a beer with his buddy. I was gonna go out and be like. Hey man, what's up? I'm McNuggets. You nice should've. to meet you. I'm McNuggets. Yeah, like go with Mikey on the first interview. Yeah, introduce I'm just... yourself as McNuggets now to strangers. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Only if it's in UCSS it's, contact. It's happened in the gym a few times where half yeah. the people in the gym know who I am yeah. as Mike, and half the people don't know who I am. And of the people who know me as Mike, yeah, there's a fraction that know what I do. And they know and sometimes like I was asked today, it's like, hey, you're McNuggets, right? And I'm with lifting my buddy Corey, and Corey's like. Nuggets. Who's that? Why, that's is, your, and I'm like, I've known you all this time, and I didn't know I'm that like, was your yeah, It's kind of a long story. So you have a anybody? friend here that doesn't know what you do? I don't, like, don't know. Don't you have – when you make when you become friends with somebody, don't you discuss your job? I don't Not know always. what most of my no. gym friends do for a living. Like, these are people I met to the gym. So yeah, but most people have boring jobs, so who cares what they do for a living? You don't have a boring job. Yeah, but a lot of times if you – 
like I don't know how you guys are, but I, yeah. I always downplay it. What do you, what do you, oh, where do you do? Every I dating, every dating profile I've ever had, I just say I'm a video editor. Well, wait uh, that's a smart. second. That's smart. We're not talking about when you meet somebody for the first time. Yeah. He said he's a friend. Well, when yeah, so friend, you met him you at the gym, and do. now he's kind of a workout buddy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I like, can we, see how that. So does yeah. he get official friend status? Yeah, but like. Or just, you know, workout buddy. That's a see, different see, story. You, you, you don't, you don't want to be that dude. You don't want to be like, yo. No, so the, you don't. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, you don't. This is what I do. This, you know. Especially like volunteering that. If they drag it out of you, that's one thing. Last year, we had a new teammate that came from Akron. No. And, For your baseball um, team? Yeah. Or upstairs? Baseball, baseball team. Yeah, yeah. And about halfway through the season, he's sitting next to me in the dugout. And we're, we're hitting. And he goes... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. What do you do for a living? And I said, I, I work in television. And he goes, bro, I've known you for three months, and I'm just now realizing you used to work on ESPN. Yep. Yeah. And that's the way I like it. If yeah, I yep. can slide under the yeah, radar but again, like that, that's, that's awesome. a different story because it wasn't like you guys had been friends. We've You're been teammates. teammates for three months. I don't know. When, when I meet somebody for the first time, they almost always ask me what I do, don't they? When no. you meet somebody? No. No. I think it depends where, I never walk it depends up. where you That's meet like them. layer two or three in the yeah. question. I, I mean, I never walk up to anybody and go, hi, I'm Adam. I'm on the, I'm on the radio. Of, of now I'm on TV. Not. At least we but hope But like not. when I meet somebody new, usually now, they ask what I do. I, as a rule, will avoid the question, so what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Where in my old life, I didn't. I but story. I do now well, do because go- that always precipitates the, the follow well, what do you well, do? Well, I think the problem with that question is usually the person I'm talking to has a boring job, and I'm not that interested. <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a story for this, but G, you go first. Uh, well, well, no. Yeah. Like, so, so. How do you know they have a boring job unless you How ask? many people have you met in your life outside of TV? Or, a lot. J, I mean, Jay's done a lot, met a lot jobs. of people. Well, no, I've met a lot of people that have jobs that I'm genuinely interested in. All right. Well, not me. You're, more, corp- you're meeting more exciting people than I am. <laughs> Same in corporate America. Like, so when I was working, like, I would do, I was still doing shows. Yeah. But I was still, like, I was a manager over, like, 50 people. So. Did they know you at work as G. Bush or Garrett? Well, they called me G. Bush there, too. Oh, okay. But I've made it a point that I never really talked about it. And then about a year went past. And people used to come up to me and be like, hold on. Yeah. They figured it out. you 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 do the barbershop, don't you? Mm-hmm. And then they would be mad that you didn't tell that them. you didn't tell them. You'd be like, I'm like, but this is a whole different ball game. Yeah, like this ain't this what we do here has nothing to do with the radio. And I don't want to get people, my people to get too comfortable. Bro, no, bro. that's a good. I think that's a good plan. I think I, I told you guys this story. I haven't told it on air. I'll, I'll tell it. But when I first became an on-air reporter in Tennessee, yeah, I was 24, and I was so excited because I was like, yes, I'm on air. This is. This is the key to being famous. And in right. Tennessee, <laughs> you know, you could be like a Z-list celebrity in real life, like a right. Z-minus, and you're an A-plus celebrity. His first assignment, by the way, was to go to a Klan rally. <laughs> I wasn't that kind of part of Tennessee, I'll be honest. It was right in the Virginia-Tennessee border. Your first job yeah. on air was, was in Bristol. about an hour and a half from my first job on air. 
and, and Bristol's a lot more civilized than Harley, mm-hmm. Kentucky is. No, Hazard. Hazard, Kentucky, Kentucky yeah, excuse me, way more civilized. But I will say, in defense of the stereotyping, like, I lived there three years. I didn't meet anybody that was in the Klan. Yeah, they're just a you little know. redneck backwards. And I, love, I still got a lot of friends down there. Some of the like, mo- friendliest yeah. people I've ever oh, lived I, around. I, go, I went back this summer. I'm going to go back next. I still got friends down there. But, awesome. So I put on all my dating profiles, TV reporter, blew it up. <laughs> and down in Tennessee back in 2016, Facebook was huge. Yeah. And it still is down there. Like Facebook in Texas, no traction. Facebook here, I have no idea. I don't work with KYC. But right. down there, the Facebook page was massive. So I took a girl out on a date, met her on Bumble or Tinder, whatever it was. It was boring. And I just never answered it again. Nothing yeah. happened. We didn't do anything. Never answered you. I just ghosted her. Right. My bad. I shouldn't have ghosted you. I apologize. I don't understand why ghosting. I don't understand why ghosting. Let me finish this. Though. I think it, it. You should at Come least. On. It's classless. It is yeah, classless. I think it's my classless bad. too. She wrote on our station Facebook page the next morning, or like three days later, like Mike Lucas was a <gasps> giant d bag. He was an <laughs> asshole. Like he no. should not be on air. He's a bad representation of your station. <laughs> so bad to the point I got so many comments. My station manager called me in and was like, Mike, what happened? And I was like. Look, I just she's texted me seven times since Saturday. I just haven't answered her. Why wouldn't you just answer her? I know she was gonna write on the Facebook wall. Well, that doesn't matter. Like it's just I was stupid. Decency. I was 23, 24. You like shared, I was stupid. Yeah. I know, but you shared an hour or two with the person. Even if this is what the, this is the younger generation, and you're yeah. kind of in that right now. Oh no, I'm I said all my bad like, because my, you're saying all 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 what's wrong I'm with ghosting? In it. What's wrong with ghosting? Right? Is it's just. Does it measure up to the basic minimum requirements of being a human yes, being? Yes, and, and you are right. It doesn't. You're I, right. By the way, hold on, hold on. I but, argue here. Yeah. I argue here. The, the the burden of ghosting is higher on a man's part than a woman's part. I don't think so. A woman that is not interested in you, she won't tell you. She should. I'm not interested. Well, in she should. It's both, bad on both her too. parties. I, I, first of all, ghosting has always happened. It's probably more prevalent prevalent now. It is. But like, we've all been blown off by people in our lives. I'm sure. You supposed to. I, I don't. Stop. I think being blown off is is ghosting. Ghosting is there's just nothing. Well, but sure. I, I barely yeah, with someone yes. upstairs who you know I'm not going to name names, but this person has come to me on a number of occasions and asked me not to explain what's wrong with my gender, but literally said, "Why would someone do that?" And I felt so bad for for this person because this person is kind, sweet, attractive, everything. Yeah, and I don't know why anyone would do that to her or to I, anyone else. I do and feel it, like your generation is doing this a lot. Oh, more. It, no question. Yeah. It's definitely more prevalent in my generation, but that is now why. Long story, wrap it up. I usually don't just randomly offer what I do to people mm. because it I think that's somehow always a wise move. Well, but and, and the reason it's more prevalent now is because there's le- like when you and I were dating as younger people, you met people in person. You did. Yeah. You didn't meet somebody. Anonymously, and this, right. this was a girl I met online. Had talked yeah. to for two days. You went out, but what gets me is like you went out of your way, yeah, to avoid responding to not one, not two, not three. A I'm sounding like LeBron, but seven text messages. Yeah, they came yeah. your way. That you you took the time to read it, and then you put your phone down. At one, okay, maybe I'll get back to her later. But at six. <laughs> Like it just takes a second, G. Bush. Yeah. You know what? But but if you say if you say like, hey, had fun Saturday, but I don't see this going anywhere. Then it turns to the whole conversation. No, then it you doesn't say, have to. Yes, well, then it it's on her. But then I can go so I go but, after but that. Then, you but say. you know what, Mike? Then it's on her. If you say, hey, Lisa, Adam's right. I'm really sorry. I just don't. You know, I don't want to waste your time. I you know, I I don't see a future. 
I'm, I'm, nice I'm, to meet you. Good luck. I'm, if she pesters you after that, then, then you did her. nothing wrong. He's okay, right. that's fair. Bull is fair. absolutely right. I will say this. Fair. If some, I'm a firm believer in common sense. Yeah. If I go on a date with you and I text a girl back and she don't answer once, I'm not texting her ever again. You that's don't need fine. to. You're, you don't need to. That's right. Ever. That's, that's fine. And, but and, and you're well within your right I just think of doing that. It used to drive me crazy when I would go on a date when I was younger and I dropped the girl off. She said she had a good time, blah, blah, blah. And then I, you know, I call her nothing, right? Like, just tell me, it, just be honest. That's it. I, I may be sad at the moment, but at least you've been honest and I can move on. You've made yeah. it a point a couple times on this show, yeah. and I've always appreciated when you've done it, to say, look, you know, differences aside, color aside, we all have one thing in common, and this is the only thing we all have in common. We're all human. Yeah. Like, everybody yeah. wants to delineate between race and sex and sexual identification and all of this nonsense that divides. You, it puts us in classes. And you know what that does? It separates us. But the one thing we all have in common, every human on this planet, we're all part of the same race. Mike McNuggets right. knows this one thing, and I'm just going to give it to yeah. you. This is brilliant. Mikey knows in this generation is different from your generation, right? Yeah. In this generation, you can't show too much. He has to act like. Yeah, I gotta act like I, I don't care. That's true. If he acts too over the top, well, oh, no, ignoring he, seven texts. Well, is I over mean, the that, top. but that that is over the top. See, Mostly, I I I don't, you, I don't different. believe in any of that because I think if if a girl or or a guy, whatever, but in your case, if a girl wants you to behave that way. For you to be with her, then you then you shouldn't want to be with her. You should want to find a girl that wants you to be interested, and and, and she and, doesn't and have to drag you into the if, relationship. If, if the girl wants to play games, or if to the girls out there, if the guy wants to play games, then get rid of him and find out somebody who won't. By play the games. way, her move was classless too. Oh yeah, she yeah, yeah. took yes. a oh. private relationship public, yeah. and that is reprehensible. Yes. Right, especially when she it was. It, I don't think your actions warranted hers. No, no, no. Now, no. if she wanted, she could have sent back a text. Thanks for the reply. You're a perfect gentleman. I'm sure you'll find someone who suits all of your that, needs that, down that the road. That would have cut deep. That would have been the deep. dagger. Right. right. But instead, she, she went too far. Public. Did Way you get in trouble? Far. No, he called. He's like, just Dude. try to be a little smarter. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, I showed him Let the text. This. Did it change the way you behaved in the future? I don't think I've just Are straight you still up. Ghost? Have you ghosted anybody I, in I, I was. No, I haven't ghosted anyone. Good, right. Good on you. Um, I do a different story, though, real quick, because I know we got Chris Rose in a few minutes. Yeah, and I want bet, bet, uh, and we'll do both bet, bet is a great but story. But this is, oh, yeah. this yeah. is really funny. So I play basketball on Thursday nights, and last night two Cavs coaches came and played with us. Really? Uh, yeah, Josh, who's one of their analytics coach. Nice. And their big man, big man development coach, Braxton, who's seven feet tall. Wow, that's awesome. I haven't played with the seven-footer in a long time. Yeah. And I was not on Braxton's team, and they ran a pick and roll, and I uh -oh. slid over to help side defense just naturally. And I was about to take a charge on a seven-footer. <laughs> and and then you made a business decision. Well, I made a bit, and I bailed. And Braxton, Was he at least, like, rail thin seven-footer? No, or big, no, big guy. Big dude. Yeah. And he saw me take a charge, looked down at me, and just started laughing and dribbled the ball <laughs> off his foot. And for, like, three possessions up and down the court, he was like, you dumbass. Like, you really going to try taking a charge? <laughs> and I was like, well, instant kicked in. Like, I got to help defense. Well, I rolled over. Yeah. And I bailed so fast, and he dribbled. It was hysterical. You should have taken the charge. And, if It'd I take the charge, story. I'd be in the hospital right now. I would not be sitting Any in my chance chair. we get either one as guests down the road? I, it's the first time I've met them. They are both now aware of the show. As Good. in, hey, what yeah. do you do? Well, right. See? that conversation came up. See? And I did and tell you them, gotta, so they're aware yeah. of the show. 
they had a good time. He will tell the story of him dribbling the ball off the foot. We got to have the charge. I would love uh, to have the analytics guy on. Josh was really – he played football in college and he coached at Amherst when I was at Emerson and we beat them. Oh, and nice. And he was like, I knew you kind of looked familiar. That's yeah. funny. And I was like, yeah, I played three seconds and got a foul, and they immediately took me out. He's like, okay, then you're not who I thought you were. But, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> not nice but we beat them. They were number one in the country. We beat them. He was on the staff, uh, and that was the first time they are going to come back next Thursday. So wow. hopefully we'll foster that relationship. And, and bring uh, them in. We'll bring them in, yeah. Okay, so. um, Chris is on the horn, so we want to yeah. hurry here. Yeah. First of all, you're, Unbelievable. You're, do you have any diet update? Do you want to talk about that? No, or do you we'll, want to skip that till no, Monday? all good. We'll get to that Monday. Still, everything feels good. good. You look great. All good. Thank you. We've got to get to my bed here. Yeah, we got to do the bed. Hey, Ohio, Bet Rivers online sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. That was the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportsbook. When you use your deposit code SPORTS, <laughs> you'll receive a second chance bet up to $500. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey to help you win big. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. All right, and my uh, Bet Rivers podcast uh, starts on Monday. The bullpen returns with Adam the Bull Monday. We'll have it for you. How we subscribe to that, man? I'll let you know on I'll let you know on Monday. Uh, I should have that answer right now. Just right? search Adam the Bull, right? Just search. For, I'll t- I'll tweet it out the link uh, over the weekend. Uh, be nice if we had that answer already. But all right. So my first of all, let's get back. Two days ago, I had a, a game that I had no business winning. Yep. And I won with the Cavs covering, which they should have never covered against Boston. Yesterday, Rutgers has a lead at halftime. They're up late in the game. I'm like, all right, they're going to take care of business. I thought they'd blow out Minnesota at the end of the game. And that goes the opposite way, and Minnesota wins at the buzzer. So, unreal. Have I you ever heard of Betulis? No. Mm-mm. It is the Greek god of gambling. There you go. <laughs> I'm making oh, that up. Yeah. But, but the gods giveth, and, and you take won a game away. the day before you never should have won. No. And yesterday, by the way, did you get the DM from my son, Corey? I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So he, he was he excited. Fa- that he FaceTimed so. me. He FaceTimed <laughs> me last night, and he said, "Yeah, Dad, bet Bulls better the day." He, he's going with my boys. We were very confident. We were exchanging DMs, and we were very confident. They were about up, the Dad. Victory. He thought it was in the bag. Over. I thought he it was over. He just got back from practice, so he yeah. jumped in the shower. Yeah. He came out, and it was a one-point game. He's like, "What, what the hell happened?" Oh my God! So and, the, and the last three that won it, they looked at that for ten minutes yeah. before they made their decision. We got Crystal. What's your bet of the day, real quick? Uh, my bet of the day is the Knicks. The Knicks are uh, at, at Miami. Knicks are playing great basketball. Great They're as hot as anybody in the league right now. Here's the crazy thing about the Knicks. They are one of the best road teams I know in are. the NBA. They yeah. won 60% of their That's road games. You know what scares me about that? Right now, the Cavs are four and the Knicks are five. Yeah. Game if and that half holds, right. we get the best road team in the NBA That's right. to host. <laughs> but the, the worst part about it is the stretch now is just a game and a half. Yeah. If they pass us, they would host the Cavs, and, and, and that's going to be a nice Jalen Brunson the Knicks has been a breakout star in the NBA this year. Yeah, so, there you good. go. All right, we got Chris. Chris Rose, welcome. You're at the Combine, right? What did you run? Did you run the 40 yet? <laughs> <laughs> what would you run? If we put you out there right now, what would you run in the 40? Dude, that's Eisen's thing. I am I have a two-time back surgery participant. Oh, okay. That's what I am. So I, don't yeah. even, I wouldn't even pass the medical part of the Combine. <laughs> That's funny All right, that's so cool. you're not doing the the weightlifting either, huh? No. No, I, uh, weightlifting for me is getting my fat ass out of the bed and down to the gym. <laughs> that's that's plenty of weightlifting. Hey, uh, what's the big story from the combine? Is there anything that sort of developed that we didn't expect to develop so far? I mean, obviously the Jalen Carter news was huge. Yeah. Um, 
I think the most shocking thing out of everything was that he actually returned here to Indianapolis yesterday and was down on the field while his fellow defensive linemen were participating in the drills and all the testing. Um, That'll obviously be the most interesting story because he could easily go number one if Chicago hangs on to that pick. Uh, Other than that, it was probably just the pure speed. We had 10 guys yesterday run a sub 4-5-40. Just to give you a, a little bit of comparison, that's twice the number that ran a year ago. And it's the most of any defensive lineman linebacker group uh, in the last 20 years since the statistics became available here at the Combine. So it is a fast group. When you have a 38-35 Super Bowl, you are going to need to find some fast guys that can stop the fast guys on the other side of the football. And so that will continue on with the defensive backs today at 3 o'clock Eastern on, on NFL Network. Chris, I can't continue with this interview until I know what is – I'm trying to figure out what's on your hat. Like, what is that? I need to know. I think it's the Columbia Fireflies. This is their uh, alternate hat. I think it's their pride hat. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It's, yeah. What so, is that? That's cool. All right, very good. It's a firefly. It's a, it's a, I couldn't it's, tell. It's, cause, all right, then. Well, well, now I can see it. Yeah, my guess is just look through that mangy beard of yours. You'll find a firefly or two. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got a mangy beard contest going on with the two. Can we get a double box of them again, Steve? Yeah. Like, I don't know wait whose beard is mangier. Well, Chris has got a mangy. much bigger budget than me. His is a little, his is neat. Chris is clean. Yeah, this you don't have a neck mangy. beard. First Never of all, mind. Crawford. You don't have a neck <laughs> beard. I mean, you know, Chris is... doesn't have the ability to grow well, it on the wrestler's face, unlike me. He's not manly enough, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> not true. Not true at all. Just you gotta, you, you have to taper it. Now, I was told I never had a beard until the pandemic. Yeah. And my wife was like, "Listen, you're not going to be on TV for a little while. Why don't you grow out your beard?" And I was like, "Well, it's not really going to change my horseshit personality. So if you're hoping that's what happens, <laughs> it's not going to change." So what I've done is, I, yeah. I've now kept it. Uh, I tapered it yesterday, colored it a little bit, but it was very natural color. My girl Jenny in the makeup department hooked it up. Yeah, and so hopefully it'll make it through the weekend in Indianapolis before it turns to Santa white. Yeah, that's. Oh, you're all white. If you didn't, if you didn't color it at all, you'd be all white. No, not all white, but it's it's much more white than this. Oh God! Oh gee, take camera three. (laughs) That Uh, looks like yeah. Take any other camera. Anything. That looks like anything other than guys. I gotta go. I'm sorry, (laughs) I can't be here anymore. Rose, don't don't be jealous. Don't be jealous of my uh, uh, facial hair. Let's let's go. Chris, yeah, that's impressive. It's a good call, hey, Chris. That is mangy. Let's get let's get to some some Browns talk here because mm-hmm. we've obviously spent a lot of time talking about the positions of need for the Browns. We know uh, wide receiver safety now with John Johnson cut. Defensive tackle obviously is huge. Linebacker as well. Whether it's the draft or free agency or trade, what to you is the most important addition the Browns have to make position wise? I think they have to fix that defensive line. I know one guy, Miles Garrett. He's good. We're fine with him. Uh, I, I actually thought Alex Wright earned the almost award last year. Like, he <laughs> almost made a bunch of plays. He made a couple, I think, in a Baltimore game, uh, that Saturday night special at home. Um, so I, I would count him as part of the rotation. Other than that, there's not a lot that we can depend on. I thought Isaiah Thomas, you know, he had a really good camp and then got a little dinged up. Uh, and I think he'll have a chance to participate in that in that rotation as well this year. But 
this is a very deep class in edge rushers, as we saw yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think there are going to be a bunch of guys available there at 42 for him. I do think the defensive tackle, you know, for <laughs> years they have nickel and dimed at that position, and they have given mid-round picks a shot, whether it's Perrion Winfrey, uh, Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togiai, all of those guys. And, they, you know, a few years ago they, they stopgapped it nicely with Sheldon Richardson uh, and, and Malik Jackson and Malik McDowell and guys like that, well, they got off of that a year ago, and it really cost them. I mean, there were games where there were just massive holes in the middle. Uh, there were certainly some guys who participated yesterday and guys who were here in Indy but didn't hit the turf, like a guy like Mozzie Smith, who is just a freakish athlete out of Michigan, that may be available there at 42. And I think in Jim Schwartz's defense, uh, knowing what he has run in recent years with guys who are very talented in the interior and can get to the passer, that it wouldn't shock me if that's the direction they go at 42. Chris, do you believe that um, the Browns will pursue any of Deshaun Watson's uh, older teammates, uh, uh, Cooks or, or um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins? Do you think you'll... Or even Hunter Renfro from college. Or Hunter Renfro, yeah, from college. Do you think they'll pursue any of those guys uh, and try to upgrade the receiver position? It's possible. The last few years, this wide receiver class has been excellent, really. I mean, it, it was like three or four straight years. When you watch this weekend with the combine, and you'll want to because C.J. Stroud of Ohio State is going to throw. Will Levis, the kid out of Kentucky. Anthony Richardson out of Florida. So three of the big four quarterbacks are expected to throw this weekend. You'll notice that the wide receiver, when Daniel Jeremiah, our awesome draft analyst, talks about this class, he'll say it's not as deep as it's been. Um, but there are a few guys that I think that, that are going to pop on the Browns' radar. So what does that mean? Are there certain guys that maybe make a little bit more money that if the Browns are able to restructure Watson and make another move or two and, and open up some cap space that they'll, they'll trade some of those later round picks for him? Yeah, I, I think that's a real possibility. Now, I would not go after D-Hop. I just – I think at this point of his career, based on what he's making and – I just I don't see that. I think that that's like fantasy football. If you want to do that, I don't think that's real football that helps you win games. None of the other names. What about Renfro? A nice chemistry at Clemson. I think Cooks makes yeah, the most I mean, sense of the other guys. That feels like a lifetime ago. I mean, it to does. say he had it nice was. chemistry at Clemson that was 2017 or 20. You know, I mean, it's just. I mean, it, really, you know, they're different players. They've been through a lot. You know, Renfro can barely stay on the field at times. Brandon Cooks, now that one would interest me, right? I think he's past the, the dinged-up phase. I mean, that's what always happened, whether it was New Orleans or New England or L.A. and then Houston. He couldn't, he couldn't stay on the field. It felt like he was there last year. I know that they had a little bit of an issue with them ripping the C off of his jersey or whatever that was, but that dude can play. Chris, Jackson Smith and Jigba – is at the podium today. He's gonna not. He's gonna do drills, but not run the forty, despite saying mm -hmm. his hamstring's a hundred percent. Is that kind of weird that he's not participating in the forty when his hamstring's allegedly fully healthy after not playing all season? Yeah, I mean, guys are. He'll run the forty at some point, I would imagine. So he'll he'll be at the Buckeye Pro Day and run it. You know, he had a. It was an odd season for him, wasn't it? You know, we saw him get hurt in that first game, and then he just never really got back into it, and he's still considered a high-end first-round pick. And in fact, might even be the first receiver off the board, depending on how things shake out. 
So it'll be nice to just see him out here and catching passes again, because uh, he is a, he's a talented kid. But I don't think I don't think you ever sit here and judge a kid based on what they do, what they don't do here. Uh, they still have other opportunities at their pro days and things like that. So they do they do take care of business when they have to. By the way, for those who don't know, his brother is in the Pirates organization. Give him mm-hmm. a play. Yeah. And he's he got battling hurt for last a roster. Year. He, yeah. he, right after he got, did he get called up and he then he did. got hurt? And then he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. He, he, it, he, the only beef I have with it is in my nerdy baseball spreadsheets. He take, he makes my Pirates uh, team too wide. With the last name. It, it, the name's too long, so can we cut off one of the last names so it fits nicely in <laughs> my spreadsheet? I don't know. Talk to his parents about that. I'd like to do that. I mean, does anybody else see the irony in a guy with a mangy beard talking about things that should be trimmed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, and wait, a minute, how many letters are in your last name, Bull? That's true. There are twelve letters in my last name, right. but I don't use it well, on the air, right? I don't use it on the air. That's why I have a nickname. I cut it down. Adam the Bull. There you go. Hey, you Chris, I, I don't want to bull? ask you. Yeah, that's what it's on his birth certificate. Adam the Bull. I've changed it legally. Middle name's yeah. I had a question for you. It just hit me again. Uh, on one to a hundred, one hundred is Deshaun. You're, you're certain Deshaun Watson will return. Uh, to the player he was when he was at his mm-hmm. peak in Houston, zero being you know for certain he won't. Where are you on that sliding scale? Where do I hope I would be, or where am no, I? No, where are you? Because um, I know where I hope I would. I, 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 I have a huge difference between where I am and where I would, yeah. where I hope I would be. It was tough to watch those last six games. Yeah. There was so little that you saw out of him that said, yeah, that's the guy we traded for. You know, it, it felt really kind of like a half against Washington, and that was about it. There was too much um, one read, backpedal, run to the right. It was a lot of what Baker did when he wasn't very good. Um, with all that being said, he was a really talented quarterback in Houston. Really, really talented quarterback. So I'm still – you know, at probably like a low B, like an 82. Wow. Okay. That he will return to form. You know, I think that last year was, it was challenging on a lot of levels for everybody, including the coaching staff. You know what scares and, me, Chris? Because you're right. I mean, once upon a time, the eye test told you this is a, this is a guy who could win a Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. not too long ago, around the same time we were saying that about Watson, we thought the same thing of Carson Wentz. And there are other guys whose stars were high and I, flamed. But Carson Wentz did, did it for, in my opinion, one season, two thirds of a season. Whereas yeah. Sean Watson, his entire time he did, in Houston. But he did it. Like our, our eyes told us when he got I hurt, know, he was but the Jay, MVP. Like Robert yeah, Griffin III was good for one year, too. This guy, yeah. his entire time in Houston was elite. The entire time. He was See, not I, a shooting star, right? Carson Wentz was great. He was really interesting his rookie year. And then in 2017, he played in an MVP level. And then he got hurt. And then he never really got it back. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. He's had two ACLs. I, I'm still confident that he can get there. Okay. And yeah, 82 the way, is pretty he, confident. If he doesn't get there, maybe that's just the optimist in me that I'm, I'm rooting so hard for it because – we can talk about defensive tackles and trying to replace John Johnson in the secondary and do we need a linebacker? The fact is, if that guy does not get back to being a top eight quarterback, then 
all of this is null and void. It's that's a right. That's just being honest. It no, just you're does, absolutely it doesn't right. matter. When you have spent that much draft capital and that much financially on a guy, now where he's yeah. eating up $55 million a year in cap space, if he is not elite, he can't just be okay. No, he's got to no. be elite. Agreed. Or we're going to be sitting here at the draft next year without a first-round pick and wondering, how the hell do we fix this thing? He can't just it's be impossible. good. He has to be elite. Yeah, they're good, completely good screwed. Is not enough. Yet. And they're locked in for years. So they're completely, this whole, everybody, everything's on the line this season because if he's not the guy we thought he was or if he's not the guy he was in Houston, then Stefanski gets fired and Barry gets fired and the Browns, you know, but they're starting over, future but, the worst place is, but they can't ever. start over because they still have Watson. No, but the, but, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is like, yeah. like if you're in Denver right now and you're looking around going, what the hell are we going to do? Russell Wilson isn't the guy that we thought he was. Now you're trying to resurrect that. What I'm saying is if you blow everybody out yeah. and you bring another coach in, you're starting from ground zero. But what's worse about that to Chris's point, it, it, when we're 0-16 and 1-15, and and at least you were accumulating fantastic draft capital that will help you dig out of that hole. This is going yes. to be a hole There's unlike nothing. any we've seen. You won't be able because to. Because they're all in well, on this. I, I wouldn't agree with you there. Where, how is this? I how would agree it be, with you there. How have we experienced this before? Because when we've sucked before, we were getting great draft picks. Even though we were blowing them, we were getting them. I hate picks. But that doesn't matter. I, do. I mean, it's not It's not where you draft. It's who you draft. I mean, well, why yeah, have but the it's Steelers also now going too. 16? Well, Jay, I, let me finish here for a second. Go ahead. If, but if Burrow is, you know, if the Browns had the one pick, Bur- Burrow okay. was coming out, we're, we're set. Right. And the year before, the Arizona Cardinals took Kyler Murray. Where are they right now? Exactly where we thought they'd be. I've never been a no, Murray guy. No, that's not fair because they made the playoffs two years ago. Right. And then the Browns people are like, it, hey. But the Browns made it with Baker I, I Mayfield. Know, but you can argue both sides. My point is, Jay, you can argue both sides of this coin, is that the Browns were 7-10 and 10 a year ago and had several games where we went, wow, that was really Cleveland of us. You know? Yep, like, yeah. So what, what I would say here is that I still think that Deshaun Watson is going to get I would be more surprised if he looked like he did the last six games than if he looked like he did in 2020 with the Houston Texans. Agreed. Right? And, you know, we can sit here and say, well, they're going to have to blow out Stefanski and Barry. We've got to give this a whole season to play out. Not a season where they know they're going to play one quarterback for 11 games and then another quarterback for six games and have to modify the offense on the fly. Listen, I, I think Kevin Stefanski can really coach offense. I had never. I've watched a lot of Jacoby Brissett starts before this year because it's my right. job. He never looked as good as he did this year, never. And hopefully, it gets him a lot of money in free agency. And I don't know if he's going to be the opening day quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders or somebody else. But that offense, the first eleven games, could win you ball games. And that's with a guy who's not close to as talented as Deshaun Watson. Right. That's so. Fair. We got to give this a shot. I don't think anybody's and, advocating um, firing the midseason. Although G. Bush is oh, no, start but I mean, four, still, I, everybody gone. Yeah, bye. Yeah, but we can't do the whole. Well, if it, if they don't get it done this year, then they we'll deal with that when it comes. Well, like, so Chris, I want to see it all play out so this coming me, year. I, I know it's impossible to speculate because a seven and ten, like last year, seven and ten did feel a hell of a lot better than most seven and tens because they gifted two games. And they easily could have been nine and eight, and they still could have been in a playoff spot. But right, and I don't. Barring an injury from Watson, let's say Watson plays the whole year, 
and we get another seven and ten. The, the consensus of voices we've had on this show from our regular panelists to our guests that come in on a regular basis. The general consensus is a seven and ten with a healthy Watson and they're cleaning house. I don't think everybody yeah. seems to think no one is safe. Yeah. Would you I, agree with that? I, I get that. So what have what if you if you play the what if game? What if they go ten and seven and they lose right. as a first round wild card? Then what are you saying? That it's, it's not good enough? No, no. I think that that's a whole different story because you're making progress. The one thing you don't want to do is slide backwards, and that's what we've done. I think the Browns can have a great great season this year and lose in the first round. The Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills are right now way, way, way ahead of the Browns. The the first step is for the Browns to close the gap on those teams. Yes. I don't know that they can get to that level <laughs> in one year. Now, if the shots if Deshaun Watson plays like a superstar, maybe, but you know, it's it's hard when you're a team that has never done anything in the playoffs to just assume you're gonna make a deep run. I I agree with you, Chris. I if listen, if Deshaun Watson gets back to being the player he he was in Houston, and I'm with Chris that I think it's more likely than not that we will see that, then everything's okay. You know, they're not going to go 7-10 and 10 if Deshaun Watson's no, that quarterback. No, Not with the talent they have here. But <laughs> to Chris, your point, they initially made, the Browns in those first 11 games had a bad record because the defense was terrible. Not because mm-hmm. the offense didn't play well enough. Jacoby Brissett, right. he's not great, but he played well enough. Nick Chubb played great. They offense did their job. The defense it, it was awful last year, and that's why they were four Horrible. and seven after those games. Well, I, and I'll make one other point here, real quickly. It's part of the reason that this weekend and the draft is so vital for a team like the Browns. Patrick Mahomes is far and away right the biggest reason why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. But after the connection between Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, look at the number of rookies they relied on. Isaiah Pacheco, it's unreal. seventh rounder. Trent McDuffie, uh, Karloftis, both first round picks. Oh no. We lost oh, no. They had six starters. Six that rookie were rookies. starters. Six rookie starters. And, and we had guys last year that were drafted high enough that we thought they might be able to crack the starting lineup. And really, with the exception of Emerson on defense. Well, Cade York. Cade York. But that's, well, that's, Cade York's special he, team. He was one of one. Yeah. 11 and 11. Alex but Wright team, started later by in the, the way, season. Andy, Andy Reid's done that throughout his career. Yeah. He finds ways. And I don't know if he's drafting guys. And it's guys not just about starting. It's about being a good player. Contribute. It is. Like, but but yeah. if you're in the starting lineup really for a contribute. Super Bowl team, you're a good player. Sure, right. But you could have been a starter for the Browns at defensive tackle. And you no, absolutely. Well, you could have started for the Browns yeah. at defensive tackle. They, they just don't. The, the Browns really don't draft difference makers like that. Like, they get. Or is it they're not coaching them up to be difference they, makers that's, like that? That's one of the same. Right? I think it's an impossible question it, to answer. It's one of the same. Well, I know. I, it's a chicken or the egg. I, I look at it like this. I, I keep continue to go back over thirty years. I can even tell you they had one line. They had one decent linebacker, Jaquel Jackson. We, yeah, we got we got Chris back. Chris, you were making the point about all the rookies that came in. Yeah. and had Kansas an impact City. for for the Chiefs. And we're so is it is it they're drafting the right guys? It's probably a combination of both. But I want your take on it. They're just drafting guys that other teams are are missing, or once they get them into the system, they know exactly the kind of player they want, and then they're coached up to be difference makers in a Super Bowl championship lineup. Yeah. I mean, it's it's 
probably a wonderful combination of both. By the way, this is how much I like you guys. That was my agent that called. You know, so I had to hit the ah. decline button. <laughs> and then then you couldn't hear. Don't listen. If I missed out on replacing James Corbin or something, don't worry about it. I'll always be here for the ultimate <laughs> Cleveland sports show, one way or another. Thank you, Chris. Sure. Chris, bad on you. You always take calls from your agent. Mike, did you? Yeah, always. that's okay. All right. It's not when we're... De- Okay. How often do I get to be heated talking about Cleveland sports? Yeah, he I can know. wait. I know he can wait. You miss it, don't Chris. you, Chris? Chris, like we got to talk. But wait, hold on. Before we before we let you go, we got two questions. He's we got, got one. Yeah. I got one. Hold Chris. on. Very we got to get to the best franchise in Cleveland. Stop wasting time with the Browns. Let's talk about these Lake Erie monsters. They are having a tremendous. <laughs> no. the, the, the Guardians co- coming off a great season last year. Uh, they are the favorite to win the division. I think we all expect, at least I do, the White Sox to be better, more competitive, although mm-hmm. they seem to have bad chemistry every year. Maybe a new manager, they'll be better. With the Guardians, with so much success from young players last year, my first question is, who are you most concerned about the sophomore slump, if you will, and who are you most confident in of the young players, no doubt in your mind, is going to have a great second season as well? Uh, I am most concerned about uh, Oscar Gonzalez. Yep. The, the swing is long. Um, he, you know, he's got a chase rate, but he had an unbelievable ability when there were two strikes on no it to somehow put it in play. I love the kid. I, I love everything about him. I think he's an exceptional athlete. Obviously, there's a lot more pop in there than the 11 homers. Um, so. I hate to talk negatively about it, but if you are going to put me on the spot and say that that there's a guy I'm most worried about, that would be it. I think I'm most um, confident in Stephen Kwan. And I know that the the baseball sabermetricians don't love it because he doesn't have uh, a great exit below off the bat and things of that nature. And they feel like a lot of his hits are lucky. That's what they're, they're qualified as. But man, in a year where there's no shift now, he, he feels like he's using a tennis racket out there yep. sometimes <laughs> with yep. his ability to put the ball wherever he wants on a diamond, which is hard as hell to do. But I just think that he's got some sort of innate ability, something special about him that can do it. Um, I do expect this to be very much in it in September. I, it doesn't mean that I think we're definitely the favorite. I, I don't necessarily put it that way. I like what the Twins did in the offseason a little bit. Not only just bringing back Correa, but, uh, you know, Vasquez, they added behind the plate. Um, They made a couple of pitching moves that I think will help them. You know, the White Sox will be interesting. I think the managerial change is really going to help solidify that team. But I think they're really going to miss Jose Abreu, man. God, I'm so happy he's out of the division. Like, there's always, at some point over the last 25 years, there's always been a first baseman in the division that has hammered us hammered us and he was the guy the last seven or eight years and uh i'm just happy he's in houston chris one more before you run but i have uh battle bots have infiltrated my tiktok algorithm and i can't swipe three or four times without seeing and watching an entire battle bot fight which if you haven't watched battle bots it is awesome you do an awesome job on those calls who's the goat bot and which one is your personal favorite oh come on that's like asking which one of my kids is my favorite which i'll tell you (laughs) offline (laughs) but with battle bots yeah we had 50 robots from it's a so bunch cool, of different countries it's so cool 
Yeah, it is great. If you haven't seen it before, real quickly, it's it's a pair of 250-pound robots that are fighting inside of a bulletproof glass cube, and they've got blades spinning at 250 miles an hour, and they're just beating the crap out of each other and oh, setting so people cool. on fire and mm-hmm. flipping them 15 feet in the air. It's it's unreal. Uh, and that's Thursday nights at 8 o'clock Cleveland time on Discovery, uh, or you can get it on, on Discovery Plus and stream it at any point. It's a ton of fun. Um, you know, some of my favorites, like I've become really good friends with a guy named Will Bales, who's the builder of Hypershock. Last night, he got launched about 15 feet in the air by a former champion called Endgame. You know, and he's his bot lost a wheel and it's wobbling around kind of like your uh, your kids when they first start walking, they do the drunk walk. Well, that's kind of like the way the robot was looking last night. So it's, you know, I love flipper bots because they're able to slide under their opponents and Those ones are launch awesome. them 15 or 20 yeah. feet into the air. You have to remember, they're 250-pound robots. So it would be like taking one of me and throwing me 250 feet in the air. Maybe I'm a little under 250, but you, you get the point. Are you ringside for these? Yes. Yeah. Kenny Florian, yeah. right? Kenny Florian is your co-host? Yeah, with Kenny Florian, former is there UFC any, fighter. Is there, who is, is great any dude. concern at all that, that you get injured if these things are going that high in the right. air? No, it's a bulletproof cage. All the way, They're, and it goes... As yeah, as, Jay, I will, I will turn you on to Chris. Yeah, I, gotta, I will I make him a BattleBots fan. I got to check this out, man. This sounds nuts. The, be, yeah, the best so one's the one, but I, I will think tell it's Thundershock that has a spinny thing in the front. That's my favorite one. Uh, little, little small silver shot. one that has a spinny thing in the front. That sounds like a uh, that sounds like a stripper bot. <laughs> That's why it's his favorite. That's why it's his favorite, Chris. Guilty as charged. Please welcome to the stage. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Diamond. By the way, if we took Chris in profile right now, with your beard, you kind of look a little like Ben Zobrist circa 2016 a little bit. Yeah, you're right. It's a little Ben Zobrist going on right now. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's probably not... Bull, that's probably not the best name to bring up in Cleveland history. I apologize. But... I apologize, yeah. but, you know, he was that's a great a, player. That's fine with me. I would take his – I think he signed, like, a four-year, $66 million deal with the Cubs. So, maybe go. that's what my agent was calling me about. Good luck. <laughs> a Ben's over double. One last question. These, this, this robot stuff. Battle does bots. It, does Battle it travel, or is it always shot in the same location? Yeah, so we shoot it um, – We've moved around. We started out actually near CC Sabathia's home up in Vallejo, California. That's okay. that was where we shot the first one. Then we shot it in downtown LA for a season, then Long Beach for three. But the last two, we have a home out in Las Vegas. And to be honest with you, they have turned it into a live Vegas show. It should oh, be. Nice. So That's if you awesome. are in Vegas, there it goes. if you're bringing kids, for example, or if you don't hang out for a night and go drink and watch these things uh, fight, we're right behind Caesars. We have an nice. awesome camp set up, and they have a live show. I think it's five nights a week. Jay, are you finally checking it out? Uh, How have I not known about this? It's awesome. Like this is right up my alley. Oh, so they're and then the, the owner, or the builder, is reco- is uh, handling the remote control. Yeah, this the team's a six, yes. right? Or five or six? Oh my! Do we ever see the fights have, between I mean, the builders? No, it's actually a. It's it's an amazing community of people. Okay. Like they're just wonderful people. The thing I love about it most, I got to be honest with you guys. I mean, you know me, I'm a sports guy. So when I was hired in 2015, I didn't know a damn thing about it. So right. I'm auditioning for it, and um, I'm watching some clips on YouTube, just like Jay's doing right now. Our oldest son at the time was a freshman, just finishing his freshman year in high school. His name's Josh. He walks downstairs. He says, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm auditioning for this show." 
Yeah. He watches 90 seconds of a clip with me, and he goes, you are not doing that show. Like, what do you mean? Well, first of all, I don't even have the job. Why am I not going to do it? He said, Dad, I'll get laughed out of school. And I was like, no, no. that's pretty fun, what? whatever. Long story short, I end up getting the job. It's a summer replacement on ABC. It did pretty well at the time. His buddies loved the show. They all nice. watched it together. And I remember walking into his room one day, and I said, you're welcome. You're finally not a loser. <laughs> These things are catching so on fire. Go. Wow. How are they going so oh, yeah. high? It almost looks like they're propelled, not pushed. It's, it's like yeah. machine. They're yeah. so strong. It's they're, giant they're, robots. Engineers, man. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> we appreciate, appreciate you, man. Guys, oh take care. God. I always appreciate it. See All right. You See you, Chris. Chris Rose. I, what night of the week? I just watched it on TikTok. I'll be honest. There you go. Well, have you seen this before? I think I have. I've never in my life yeah, seen, I've seen this. It. Yeah, I've seen and it. And it yeah, is yeah. outrageous. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. It, I'd like to watch cool. one in person. I would love to. We should have a UCSS trip to Vegas to watch them film this. Or they should bring it to Cleveland and put it at Rocket Mortgage. That'd be awesome, too. I wonder how many people that would actually go to watch that in person. Oh, a lot of people. I wonder what the line is. Earl, you think Betjack would put a line on that? Well, oh, we about to find out. Speaking transition. of Betjack, the Man. time is now. Cool. Ohio sports fans, sports betting is live. Download the BetJack app today so you'll be ready to go all in on the action. BetJack's Ohio sports book. Yes, it is. We got to talk linebackers now, fellas. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, we were. Uh, Bad we, job we, by the UJ, by the way. We don't have any. Why would I do? So I've been, you know, in the, in the cut watching all week. And I thought that you would kind of bring this up. Like, we only got two or three under contract. And everybody's well, talking about defensive tackles. So, and here's the receivers. thing. So that's a good point. You're right. We should have spent a lot more time talking about linebackers this week. But here's the problem. We are so bare of talent at the, at the front line of attack that before you can think about the second line of attack, you've got to think about the first line of attack. And But we still should have spent more time talking about the linebackers. Now, we've all said all along, for me, it's defensive line, linebacker, wide receiver. I think you're different. You lo- you want wide receiver, defensive line, linebacker. G agrees with me on wide receiver first. He's going back and forth. I need six people. I need six to eight. Yeah. No, yeah I don't, I don't even like to them. rank them because – Well, but that's ultimately – The Browns can't mess around. Do. They got to get all three. They do, but ultimately they do have to all, – all organizations make priorities in the offseason, and they rank their priorities, and they do it several ways. Available talent. So they're looking at the draft and the pool of players that are available at DL, wide receiver, and linebacker. They're also doing the same for and safety. players that are free agents. Safety, to me, safety is a need. I'm not going to say it's not. We'd love to upgrade there, particularly now you have to. But to me, safety was fourth on my list. My I, list is first and foremost. I still agree, but they do need a safety line. as well now. And then linebacker, and then for me, wide receiver. Yeah. So because the wide receiver, I think, I don't know who said it on the, on the call this morning. But if you just look at the roster and the guys that the Browns have on their roster with an LB next to their name, there's three guys on the team under hurt. contract, and they're all coming off injury. Let, let's be clear. They're all terrible. Like, that's <laughs> Is not, JOK yeah. terrible? Uh, no, he's not. Well, he played he terrible. He was terrible this year. He played terrible. I, I mean, he but got – But we also – we've seen Dequel said they should cut him. He's yeah, fast. I know he did, which surprised me. <laughs> he's fat. I mean, I, I can't just give somebody – he's fast. The best linebacker in the last 20 years here in Cleveland said it's the Browns the should cut yeah. this linebacker. Also that in, doesn't mean he's right, but, you know. Did, it, did anybody something. agree with him? Because I don't. I, I don't think I we wouldn't should cut, cut him. Oh, no, no, but. no. He, that's hyperbole. I, listen. Duke need That's hyperbole. I will say that I don't think they should cut him. But the Quell knows no. way more about playing linebacker than anybody else we know. 
He yes. does, but you know the question that has to be answered before you answer that question. If you yeah. cut him, who's is who's going to replace him? He, well, Dequell, if you if you if you text Dequell, did he really mean? I'll text cut, him right text now. Him. Cut him. I'll text him right ask now. Ask him. Did you ask really him, did you mean, mean cut, or did you say he's kind of terrible? He's with Stefanski right now, so he could ask Stefanski. Yeah, like oh, he's in the combine. Yeah, I got oh. tagged in so many tweets. Like, is this Dequell? Is he working for the Browns now? I was like, no, yeah. he's just. So here's the thing, like in the end, I, I, wide receiver to me is way most important because the Browns have to be have a dynamic passing game to be the team we want them to be, in my opinion. But since we brought up linebacker, obviously it's important. It's an area that it, it's an area that they have not. You know, we talked about they haven't really spent high draft capital at on a defensive tackle, which they have. The last high draft capital they spent on defensive tackle was Danny Shelton, which was, what year was that? The year after 20, Baker, right? 17? When was, no, when no. was Ogunjobi? Uh, no, it was it was later than that. It, 17 was Shelton, wasn't it? I think 17 might have been Shelton. 16 or 17. Okay. I don't know. But anyway, and linebacker, the only high draft capital they've spent is on JOK. Who else have they... They haven't spent big money well, or high Jake draft. Phillips no, they drafted they they drafted um, Taki Taki and they drafted the the guy that they traded. But to Taki Taki was like a fourth round pick, wasn't well, he? Well, I think he was a third rounder. Third round the pick. second rounder was the guy they drafted from Alabama. Mac, uh, Mac Jones. Mac, Mac, Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson. So they okay. No, 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 they did no, no. Spend Mac Wilson was a sixth round pick. Was he a sixth round? Six yeah, or seven. I think he was later. I don't know. He to me, high draft right? capital is first and second first round. Linebackers don't typically go that high. In the draft, it's it's, it's as, the as position's like been in, devalued. Inside, inside linebackers. All right, so they had third round. See, go, fine. Th- th- but the one thing I'll say about linebackers well, in this free agency class, which I think benefits the Browns, is there aren't a ton of, like, elite, elite. There's no Roquan Smith out there. There's a list of guys. They're all good. Like, Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Edmonds would be a nice fit. TJ Edwards would be a nice fit. Levante <laughs> David, probably a little out of the price range. But there's two guys, Devin Bush in Pittsburgh and Denzel Perryman coming out of Vegas, who are both going to be relatively cheap options that I think are – massive upgrades over what Cleveland currently has, especially in the yeah. interior, that if they could get either of those two at 4 to $5 million a year, I think that's a massive, or would be a massive, massive upgrade at a relative price compared to what they're going to have to spend in the other positions sure. to revamp this defense. Yeah, but I like those names. That position has to be addressed, and I know Bull just said a second ago that for him it's far and away the offense. Yeah. But we all, we've all agreed on this all year. Like the offense wasn't the problem last year. I, I do. Th- I do think Bulls right. They need a receiver. Offense though. needs to be dynamic. Well, give me that list of linebackers again. It was who Edmonds. made this list? Bobby Wagner. We, we did at a couple. Well, we made, we made How do you not have Jermaine Pratt on this list? Jermaine Pratt. And Bobby agent. Wagner. Why would we have Anthony, Anthony Walker? Levante David's like a hundred at this point. Well, these were guys in the <laughs> price range we were thinking the Browns would spend in the linebacker. I mean, we made I, this a while ago. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to be. They're not going to spend the money. Anthony Walker's a nice guy. It's enough with Anthony Walker. Like, we got to have a guy who can really. Got to be reliable. He's not reliable. I'm, he can't make the club from the tub. There, G. Bush. I, 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 it's just. <laughs> it's good. tough that you, you, you installing a new defense, right? Yeah. And you got guys that ain't even cleared to to perform. To yeah. practice. To practice. Like you, you can't. Like this, is the most pivotal time. When learning all, we're learning the defense, getting people together. That Anthony Walker, I like Anthony Walker. He's cool. He's not a playmaker. No. He's a guy. You, he's a jag. He's just a guy. That's right. We put in there. When we watching these other teams, well, he does bring leadership too. Everybody raved about the leadership I he mean, brought. I, hey, leadership don't get pe- ball carriers on the ground. You can't. You can't captain planet nobody on the ground. <laughs> hey, Captain <laughs> Kirk, lay down for me. No, I need you to make plays. Jok is there. He's fast. Let's see if Schwartz can work with him. But I need a I, I need a ball player in the middle. 
a guy when 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 just go back and watch. I've been I'm in the midst of my all 22 vacations. See how many times a ball carrier gets hit and and takes a defender on a ride yep. for three to four yards. Yep. Yeah, they hit him three yards, carry him two more yards, I, five. I, I think and to sometimes me, slip it and go twelve and, or, and then or go for the, the distance. I think to me the perfect you know the perfect off season would be the Browns. We were talking we've talked about mm. the Browns signing Jesse Bates. They should sign Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals. And uh, yeah, I take that right now. He's a difference maker at linebacker. What's he, he going to command ball? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Line, what middle linebackers like command. At the I think it's going to be more than the Browns want to spend it. I don't know. Whoever the Browns have, signs first is going to set the market. I don't think there's a real market I, gauge I, out there. I would that. like to see them sign Pratt. Whoever, I, whoever the best no, whoever the best defensive tackle is, they should they should acquire two veteran defensive tackles. One through free agency, one through the trade. Sign Pratt. Trade for mm. Brandon Cooks. Let's go. Stop effing around here. I do have some good news for Browns fans, though. And DeQuell had told us this right after they hired Jim Schwartz. And this was a conversation I had with him in the gym. He said he talked to his boy, Stephen Tulloch. Remember Stephen Tulloch played for the Titans for a long time yeah. under Schwartz? Mm-hmm. Tulloch was an undersized, very late. I think he was actually undrafted. I don't even think he was drafted. But 5'10 guy who, outside of his time in Tennessee with Schwartz, had a very pedestrian NFL career. Yeah. In Tennessee, he was extremely productive. And DeQuell called him after Schwartz hired and goes, hey, what can you tell me about Jim Schwartz in preparation for coming on our show? And Tulloch said he made me the best player I possibly could have been. He taught me how to play the position in his scheme better than anyone's ever taught me how to play linebacker yeah. in their so what's your scheme point? before. So you, you can I'm save JOK? He can not only save JOK, but you bring someone in there like a Devin Bush who's really sure. talented who hasn't performed. Yeah. And we could see a guy on a relatively cheap contract go from being solid like he was in Pittsburgh to really good. That's what you got to hit up. You got to hit. That's what they did with Ethan Pochich, right? Yeah. You spent money. You spent no money on a guy who became a quality starting player. The problem is the Browns haven't done that enough. enough. Yeah, but let's the face good it. Teams that have, is lightning in a bottle. I no, mean, but I, the good it, it teams. It happens. It happens. The but, good teams are going to have three, four, five guys like that. Not that that are late draft picks. Or a guy you trade for on an afterthought trade, like a a minor trade at the at the uh, like the at Giants the cut down Isaiah game. Hodgkins from the something the like Buffalo that. Bills, yeah. and, and, you know, and 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 you have to have the good teams. You'll find guys like that. Yeah, yeah. Every I, time. I, I know that's the hope, but trying to duplicate that and 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 even relying on that. No, you can't rely like, on it. It's but, very difficult. Like, but the good but, GMs can do it. But, but in the end, it's got to happen for the good to be good. You got to have some surprise. The fact good that players. it happened with Pochich makes us believe that it, it can yeah, happen. And, here. and Pochich was a guy with talent. He was a second round pick coming out of LSU. Right. Comes to play for Bill Callahan, and then we see him develop into the player Seattle thought they were drafting. Right. Four years ago, like that's why a guy like Bush or Perriman, who were top uh, first or second, maybe draft Schwartz picks, will be the Schwartz can do the same thing with them. Exactly. Like Callahan is oh, the OL whisperer. Uh, listen, I was in my I was in my bag. I was doing some research. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.